Planning a spring break getaway? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip to paradise. Every vanilla soy latte, double miles. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Even when you buy a set of monogram beach towels, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, and then you go. The Capital One Venture Card, the card that takes you there. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA NA. Winning, let's face it, with Will Strayhorn and friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. For tuning in, this is Will Strayhorn. You're just tuning into, let's face it, with Will Strayhorn and friends on WODU. I'm in the studio. Nikki threw me off. I'm sorry, y'all. I was wondering. I'm in the studio <laughs> with um, Paula B. Hey, Nikki Curry, the the ultimate distractor. Miss Jada Carson, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. And my my better nicer half, Mr. Justin Gravely. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Doing well. I have, as you said, a sinus cold. Which yes. nobody can seem to find on the internet. We have never even heard of a that. A sinus cold. A sinus cold. <clears throat> it's when you got a cold and a sinus, you add it together. A sinus cold. I think. Oh, that so you invented it. Where, where are you from? Martin's. Martin. Martin's. The country. <laughs> the country. I had said South Carolina because that sounds. No, it's a sinus cold. It's a sinus cold. Okay. You have a sinus. What well, do I have? We both then? have it. We, we're synced You up. just have a sinus because you ain't started coughing yet. I've no, she's been, been coughing. Oh, you have? Yeah. You have a Where sinus you been? cold. So I have a sinus cold too? Yes. Sinus cold. Sinus cold. Sinus cold, okay. Well, I can't wait till it goes away. I went to a doctor and they said, uh, they told me to take Mucinex and then they gave me a rinse, a nasal rinse. Flonase? No. No. <clears throat> Was it a saline solution? A saline solution that I let go in one nostril and the Flushes out stuff. Okay, on the that's other one. disgusting. To like TMI. It is. It is. I watched him do it. It was. And like, it almost choked me when. That's because you're not. You're supposed to open your mouth. I forgot to tell. Him. Ew, that is <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I would never be able to do that. Yeah. How's your week going? It's, it's hump good. Day. It's good. It's good. It's good. A Jada? lot of papers do next week. Next week. What is? Is that Mitch? What is next week? Around finals time, they just want all the papers in next week. Really? So I'm just writing papers. I'm writing, writing, writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a paper due. I have not even started. I always go in the office to get started, but then I'm on shopping sites, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I didn't start it again. You didn't. I, I, I was didn't. supposed to sign up for summer school. I have not done so yet. I don't think you've signed up yet, have you? No, not yeah. yet. Everybody's slacking. So. Yeah, we're slacking. What is it? Spring fever? I don't know. It's something. I don't, I don't know why I didn't sign up my for my class. My friend said we have senioritis again. That's what she said. Oh, okay. Oh. part two. Well, I know I don't have no senioritis. I don't even know. I can't even use that. Watch it. I know. Saw that look. What were you about to say? <laughs> yes, oh, he okay. Oh. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> mm. okay. Uh. okay. So, any exciting things going on? You still haven't seen acrimony, so we still can't discuss not, that. But we can discuss it because no. everybody has, well, so many people have discussed it with oh, me really? thus far. So, we can go ahead and discuss it. Yes. I probably will go this weekend mm-hmm. to see it. I have to work, but I was That so, would be nice. We should get away and go see, see that. Yes, I would love to do that. I um, was slated to go on this retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm thinking about doing that as a, a, a women's retreat, mm-hmm. just to relax and get my. You did that th- last year, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I uh, 
and maybe that I got that high, high, high on my um, priority list. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, we absolutely can do that. Okay. Um, we absolutely could do that because I definitely want to see the movie because the twists and turns that I heard about the movie and the ending is something they said that everybody predicted what was going to happen in the movie and everybody was wrong thus yeah. far. Yeah. Nobody got it right. No. But they said the cinematography, did I say that word right? Yeah, you yeah. Um, was poor. Because it looked like he just shot it, like, in one room. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Like a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how a shotgun house go in <coughs> one way and go out the other way, just straight? Excuse me. That's what yeah. they were telling me, because he shot it in, what did you say, 10 days? Ten yeah, days. he did. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think the it was it was a pretty good movie. What did you get out of the movie, though? I got out of the movie that, and I probably got something that no one got. I just got the fact that it is important to have somebody who believes in your dream. And she didn't believe in his dream. And she, and she allowed her family to whisper in his ear. And then when somebody did believe in his dream, she got mad. Yeah, that's true. She didn't really stick by her man like she should have. Yeah. Um, when you get married, it should only be three people in your marriage. You, your spouse, and God. She allowed outsiders ahead, to enter in. And put down her husband's dream. Yeah. And the dream that he had was a multi-million-dollar dream. Yeah. And she gave all her. And he kept telling her the stuff that he him. wanted to do for her. Yeah. And the family, it's like you going to, we're talking to his era, but your marriage is crumbling apart too. But she ain't talking about your husband or nothing like that. But you want to down hers, and she brought the chicken, threw it on the table, and showed them. You know, in the midst of it, his dream. Brought him $85 million. He only gave me $10 million. He bought Mama's house back, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And one of the sisters said, let's make sure this chick is real. And she put their husband's business out there. Mm-hmm. Then. So let me just ask a question. Mm-hmm. The question is, when, when you, I'm just mm-hmm. being hypothetical. This yeah. is hypothetical. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. hypothetical. So I'm just saying that you may not believe in Justin's dream. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? One of the things that I'm, I've learned, and, and even um, like when I go to like retreats or um, even you see on Oprah, Dr. Phil, um, that's Justin's dream, and that's just for you because that is your vision for you. He may not agree with it. He may not even want to be involved in it, but that doesn't mean that he's not supportive. You shouldn't hold him accountable because he doesn't believe in it. It doesn't matter what he believes. The most important thing is that you believe in it and that you want to do it. He's going to support you. You understand what I'm saying? I, I kinda, what, what, how do you support it and don't believe in it? Because she didn't. Well, what I'm saying is don't stop your vision because I don't believe in it. Oh, That's he did. Not, he did. Right, he but, did. I, but what I'm saying is that I have unconditional love. I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't necessarily want to support that because it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you because that's what you want to do. Exactly. That's what you chose to do. Mm-hmm. Like if I decided that I want to sh- shovel poop for a living because that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Shovel on. I'm a yeah. shovel. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's yes, what can. I want to do. You may not, you may not, you may say to me, Paula, I think that you're better than that. You should do this, thus, and so. <laughs> I'm not going to support that. Then, then it turns into I'm going to leave you because this and this and this. No. It makes me happy. 
You understand what I'm saying? Don't I think that's how we end up getting in trouble sometimes because we get into that, oh, you didn't support me, you didn't this, you didn't that, you didn't this, you didn't that. No, I don't but, think support no. necessarily has to be that you partake in because yeah, she, he, he wasn't asking her to do anything at all. She he was, just wanted he just wanted her to believe in him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But, see, but at, I, at, when but she didn't see anything happen, she got antsy and upset. And, she and then he, she was spending a lot of money investing in the company. I guess she just got impatient. And he was like, I know it's going to work. I know it's going right. to work. I just but, need you to believe me. He said, when I get it, I'm going to buy you this, and you're going to have this, and you're going to have that. And then she let her family, you know. Well, like, well, to that, that's to me, that's that's her. her she needs to take accountability for that. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to believe you. I'm going to say it because I'm a very patient person. Mm-hmm more patience than most that you understand what I mean but the thing of it is is that yes she she got what she deserved then because you were not patient enough to wait to see what's gonna happen even if you're doing something that you it fails mm-hmm. it just fails yeah you understand what I'm saying okay you tried it it didn't work we just it's forward movement we patient it waits you successful hey I'm gonna spend that I'm gonna spend that money so okay so let me set this up for you okay and if you if anybody watched the movie and they want to call in, make sure you call in at 757-683-4405. So a young couple, let's say it was a young couple, and tell me if I'm missing something. A young couple, he's always had this dream ever since college. He's been working on it diligently. Um, she inherits money from her mother who passed, $350,000. Yeah, I know exactly what she bought. She ends up buying him a car because he needs a car, Buy him some equipment because he needs mm-hmm. equipment. The balance is slowly going down. Um <laughs> comes to the fact where she has to put up the house to help invest more in the company. For whatever reason, they default on that, so she loses the house, the family house. And the sisters and her sisters are are talking in the ear that, you know, he's a loser, blah, 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 get rid of him. And then out of a coincidence, they find a wallet, right, in the truck. And because he had cheated with this girl prior to them being married, she thinks automatically that he cheated again, which he did not cheat again. And she's like, I want it to be over. So, you know, he was like, no, let's, he doesn't want the, the relationship to end, but she's adamant that she wants the relationship to be over. So, like, go fast forward a couple months or whatever. The girl who works at the company gets the guy interviewed with the man to look at his invention, mm-hmm. and they buy it for so many millions of dollars. He, First, they offered him $800,000, oh, yeah. and he turned it down. He turned it down. And she got mm-hmm. mad. That's because, when she divorced. Yeah, that's when she got mad because her mama's house was going to be in, in foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And he said that they had put in way over $300,000. So $800,000 more nothing. When you had spent all this money, it's like you basically gave you your dream rights. away. Mm-hmm. And you would lose all your rights, so he wouldn't have heard nothing. And the company knew that his invention would bring in millions. But they want him to sell everything to them and turn over his rights. For so 800000 His right. name was Which he denied. That's some Shark Tank mm-hmm. type stuff. Which he declined. And she got mad. So that's when she said it's over. And she ended the relationship and filed for divorce. They were divorced. Um, the girl that helped him um, got him an interview with the man to look at the device. And they liked it. And they basically ended up giving him like so many millions of dollars. It was like $75 million. Yeah. And then out of the kindness of his heart, he went directly to her job, to Taraji's job, and gave her a check for ten million. Ten million and paid and gave her the keys back to her mom's house. And that was that was awesome. And and, and left and went back because he was already with the other girl. And I guess Taraji went to the house, had it out with the sisters or whatever. And I guess in her mind, she thought they were getting back together because I guess maybe he mm-hmm. gave her the money or whatever. 
But really, he was just doing the right thing. So she goes to his big penthouse that he said he was going to always have. Everything that he said he was going to do, he did. Um, and, he, of course, he has a new woman, the woman that supported him. Mm-hmm. So she's upset over that. Does she have a right to be upset? Who, Taraji? Yeah. No. No. And then she, she tried to sue him. Because she said that's her life that yeah. she's supposed to have. She took him to court no, and said no, she gave him No, that's not the life the that you're supposed to have. You didn't you believe gave, in the life. You didn't. Right. You you gave it up because you gave it up because you. I mean, I understand her fear uh-huh. because her fear is that I'm dishing out all this money yeah. and I'm losing. Yeah. You know, I'm losing. I'm not getting any return. I'm not seeing any return. Mm-hmm. Plus, you already had like a tainted past already because you cheated. Uh-huh. So then all of a sudden, I see this wallet. So of he didn't course, they really went together when he got caught with that woman. They was on a talking term. They never agreed that they was They dating. were dating. They weren't married. They wait, were dating. So that means, words. wait, hold up, huh? They so were, he cheated. Before they were married. Before they when were they married. they were in college. Oh, he oh yeah. and he was dating Taraji and at the time. he was dating Taraji. Okay. So, that doesn't so, I mean, that hurt is still there. That memory, yeah. it's that memory. You know, the hurt probably is going, but it's that memory. Mm-hmm. And then that, that familiar spirit came back mm-hmm. of that hurt. Oh, he's probably doing it again. Mm-hmm. But she assumed. Mm-hmm. But, of Assumption. course, you don't under, You have something that's making you see, oh, he's probably back to his old tricks again. Mm-hmm. But, no, she did not have the right to do that. <coughs> she did not have the right to want her old life back. But I understand her fear because she has the money. He's just spending it because I, I, she is believing in him. Mm-hmm. You know, all this time because she's giving out her cash. She mortgaged up the house and all that stuff. So, in essence, she was believing him at that whole time. But her fear for me overtook her her rationale of thinking, like, is he really going to make it? And she allowed those other people and to be in her ear. And she allowed other people in her mm-hmm. ear. Exactly. So, with the combination, that's probably why she left. And that's why she did what she did. But she didn't have the right to go back and be like, yo, now this is this is the life I was supposed to mm-hmm. have. Because you know? he came and he didn't have the, like the judge said, he didn't have to give you Nothing. that money. It wasn't court ordered or anything. Right. He just gave her $10 million. And I would have been happy with the $10 and million. And wasn't the divorce already settled by now? The divorce yes. was settled. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Did she Take buy? that as a gift and because go buy you some He said he was going to buy Taraji a boat name. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Whatever his last name was. Yeah, whatever the, his last name was, Mrs. Whatever. Well, he can so buy, me, she can buy the boat with $10 million. Well, let me ask a question, though. Uh-huh. Let me ask a question. Uh-huh. And my question is, even though, on her, for her defense, even though she did what she did, do you think that he was totally understanding of where she was coming from? And why did you, you left me because I didn't believe in your dream? If you would see the movie, I mean, because... There was probably more factors than that. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, but she, I'm sorry, but she left him, though, right? Yeah, she, she left, left him. him. And he? put him out. He was living, living in a homeless shelter and yeah. all this kind of stuff. See that? And then the woman that was at the business asked him where he w- w- was because he came for an interview. He said, I've been staying in a homeless shelter. And she was like, no, come and stay with me. And then she worked things out. So do you think that she had a hidden agenda? No. Because um, the first time she dissed him. When he first saw her, no, saw that she worked there. Yeah. Um, was, she was real dismissive of him. She, to me, it took a while before she actually Because she was got watching the, the videos, right? Yeah, she was watching all his videos mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, even when they met up to have their lunch and went out to talk about it, he had told her that he was married, blah, blah, blah. I don't think she had no hidden agenda. I think she took up a good opportunity. You put this man out. You dissed him. Um... You put him in a homeless shelter. You still didn't believe in him because of your family. Mm-hmm. And you gave up on a good marriage because of your family. So 
your trash with somebody else's treasure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, everybody's trash. That's what I mean. I was always taught that another man's trash, another man's trash is another man's treasure. Well. But the thing of it is, is that do you think that um, he was not right <laughs> to uh, to give her another opportunity? He didn't love her that much to give her another opportunity. Uh, Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> What, what, what is, is it? Where are the comments? It sounds like it's her problem. Discuss acrimony because I have yet to see. Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? Christy. You guys, what are you guys waiting for? Oh, Christy, that's what she said. Uh huh. I see you, Paula B. I see you, boo. Denise Moore Barnes, radio host. She said, I haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, we're just, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it. I'm just going off of what they told me. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so you guys been following Chloe Kardashian? Yeah. Yes. Poor Chloe. Poor Chloe. Do you feel sorry for Chloe? No. Okay. She's my favorite Kardashian, poor. but do I feel sorry for her? No, I saw her coming. Okay. Okay, so people who don't know, you know, she's dating um, Tristan Thompson. Yes. And he was spotted over the weekend, but th- these are the three things kissing a brunette in New York City over the weekend, plus also he had surveillance footage of him. Kissing and touching a woman in Washington, D.C. back in October. Um, and then she was also seen leaving the hotel room the following morning in the same clothes. Um, and let me see. She's, you know, Chloe's prepping to give baby, give birth to a baby girl in the next two weeks. So he's doing all of this. In the next two weeks, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saturday night he had that episode. And then there was a couple weeks ago the woman in. New York City, and then the girl mm. in D.C. He busy. So he's, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a serial cheater, they yeah, say. Yeah, he's busy. Um, and then over the weekend, also, his ex, who's Jordan Craig, who he left when she was pregnant for Chloe. So it's a little bit of karma going on, because now Chloe's pregnant, and he's stepping exactly. out on her. That's exactly what I was about to um, tell you. Well, she he kind of showed his true colors yeah, already. Yeah. So you're trying to commit to a man that already did somebody wrong to be with you. Exactly. I saw it going wrong already. <coughs> she but I knew that she was gonna. I knew she was gonna try to make a new life with him though. Who, Chloe? Yeah. And Lamar did the same thing, cheating on her. Just about. So uh, she, the ex girlfriend, posted: "If you respect yourself and you respect others, you will not make light of the misfortune of anyone, nor would you feel indemnified." when it comes at their expense of anyone else. So I'm wishing peace for everyone else. Amber Rose, she made a big post on social media saying, I know we've had our differences in the past, but my heart is broken for you, sis. SMH, no one deserves to feel that pain, especially during such a sensitive time. God bless you and your baby. And she put a little heart emoji. So I want to know, do you guys think it's a little karma playing going on? And also... um, do you think once a cheater, always a cheater? Should she have seen this, expected it? Well, I mean, I can't say that for all circumstances because it's different all in certain circumstances. But, like, this isn't the first or the last girl he's done this with. Yeah. And he is an NBA player, and he's at the prime of his career. So I knew he wasn't. It didn't look like he was ready to settle down anyway. And I think she thought he was. Yeah. Probably because of what he told her. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, she, that's what people forget. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to stand true to this. It's not. This your mantra. Yeah, yes, but. that's my mantra. Yeah. The thing of it is, is that it's all in what you you told her. Yeah, she believed what you said. You yeah. did the dog and pony show for her. You told her it's going to be this, 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 and this, and you know how she feels about you. 
So you're telling her that you're in love with her. I'm, she's telling you, I'm in love with him. We're going to have this big, happy family living mm-hmm. in this white house with the picket fence and all of this stuff. You should have just told her, I just want to lay up with you. I just want us to be together this time, this time, and this time. But I want to do this, this, and so over here. So she could have planned accordingly. You didn't do that. And that's what you should have done. But once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm going to say not always. Not always. Not always the but the thing of it is, because when you start getting old, you can't be cheating like yes, that. Lord. Because my, girl, my, <laughs> girl, my girlfriend sent me this. Um, You're right. You're it was right. Krista. Krista sent me this, um, sent my car back. this little post, and it had this old man in there, and he had this scrubby beard and no teeth in his mouth. And he's like, now I'm ready to settle down. Mm. The guy was like 100 years yeah. old. You see what I'm saying? So the thing of it is, is that she, I, you had all that surveillance camera following, but you already knew what type of person he was that mm. when you were dating him. So you, you wasted your money, you got your heart broken, and you already knew because that's how you got him. And I know she's feeling it because she's had uh, fertility issues <coughs> in the past. Yes. So now. She's, uh, last I heard, she was having early, um, she's having early contractions. Mm. Was it because of this? Yeah. Mm. Which was later the day. Because um, her mom and them are flying to where she is. Well, I'm sure that her heart is broken because the last relationship didn't last yeah. as well. You know, and then they're all out in the public eye. You know, all their business and relationships are out in the public. But the thing of it is, is that at the end of the day, at the bottom line, is that she probably knew that he was lying all the time, but wishing that she would be the one that he would settle down with and to change him. But you can't change anybody. So do you think, like, I'm big on, like, energy, how people say that you attract things to yourself. Mm -hmm. So if she's always attracting people who cheat on her, what what is, does she own any part in that? No. I mean, I don't don't agree with that. Because that's like, uh, people say you attract guys that when you're in an abusive relationship, you always attract that kind of person. But you don't know that he's abusive until you guys really get into. I don't know. Yeah, if you keep, I'm talking about if you keep attracting this same type of person. But the, look, you, but look at the circle that they run in. The circle that you run in, everybody's doing everybody. You know that that's that's their life. So you need to change your circle. You need to change your circle. Go to the grocery store and find you a guy. Go to church. Go to church. church. Huh? Got no, me a good old church. You don't want to go in there. Go to the country church. Yeah, go to the country church <laughs> where you can get a sinus cold. <laughs> a sinus cold. <laughs> <laughs> that, exactly. Sorry, Justin. Look at <laughs> I hope y'all got a ride home now. <laughs> oh, 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 I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Anybody had anything oh, else you want to talk about? What did you see? Um Well, let's talk about this Donald Trump's lawyer's um office getting raided. Oh yeah. And he tried to say they basically like <laughs> broke in or something, which yeah. the FBI can't break in, um, if they have a subpoena or, you know, they come in your office, they're going to come regardless. But he trying to I say, can't wait to see what they find. They're trying to say that he trying to say they broke in the office. And, and he said it's a witch hunt. I yeah, saw that, right? And that he going to make sure something is done about it. I, to me, I think he know in his lawyer's office, he knows Stormy Daniels' story is true. Um, he have not said nothing bad about this woman mm-hmm. on social media. Normally, if you say anything about Donald Trump, he will bash you in a moment. Yeah. He have not said her name. He have not spoken her name. Now you mad because they got inside your lawyer's office where your lawyer supposedly paid her two weeks before you ran for president. I believe all of that was in the lawyer's office, and then all this going to come out because the contract was with the lawyer. 
Well, and I, I don't believe the oh, lawyer. Oh, really? Yeah, the contract right. was with the lawyer, and I don't believe okay. the lawyer was smart enough to take the contract out of the office. Well, I think that they were saying, too, I thought that I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, that he said he gave the money to her, but actually he was using it for the campaign funds for for Donald Trump's campaign. That's what I thought I Who, heard. the attorney? The attorney, yes. That's what I thought I heard. But, you know, he was tweeting like crazy. He, they're saying that he is, like, beyond angry at this point because they're doing, like, this massive witch hunt with his attorney. But the thing of it is is that he's saying that they've been, they've been after him from day one. They're going to get him out of office one way or the other. One way or the other, they're going to get him out because they, you know, with the Putin thing, you know, and now with this thing, well, you know, and then he was up for uh, charges for raping somebody else. You, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? And the guy's hair is like the flying nun, but I just had to go. <laughs> <laughs> but the she thing of it is, is that he, um, he has just caused a lot of havoc in the White House. Yeah. And we can't even get to the issues because of all the things he's doing. And he draws more attention to himself with all that tweeting. But that girl, but when I saw her interview, um, I thought they had this like this lavish, hot, romantic um, affair. She was like, they all was only together one time, uh-huh. and that was it. So does that constitute as an affair? But you're going to bring it in the house where your wife is at and talk about, oh, my wife is right down. She's in this room, but we're going to go two doors down. But you're going to oh. go anyway. Was she supposed to be was there? It? Yeah, she was there. Whoa. And it's in a magazine or something where the um, wife went on and confirmed that, you know, she knew that it happened. The first no, lady. maybe it wasn't her. It was the Playboy Bunny. Melania. Yeah, she said some of this stuff um, did happen with him cheating and all of that. It's in the magazine. So they really don't have a marriage, really. No, I believe it's staged. You talk about Melania and Melania. No, it's staged. She looked like she looked at him like if I could stab you <laughs> at any moment, I would. She looked at him like she cannot stand him. Like if I can, I'm a Yeah, really. Like, I slept with you one time to get this baby because uh-huh. I need to make sure I'm locked in to get them coins. Right. Other than that, Mom it's curtains for you. And then can you imagine sleep with slow him music. and then that hair falling in your face? You What's it, slow music and... Um... Slow music and flower bringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, my God. So, mm. I mean, it's just a bit chaotic mess. But, you know, they're gunning to impeach him. And I think, look what they did to my boy Bill Clinton because he would... Monica, Monica, Monica yeah. Lewinsky, and they set him up because she had the little dress with the little stuff on the uh-huh, on the dress. You see what I mean? Stuff. The yeah. sticky stuff. And I said sticky stuff. I didn't say anything else. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and look all that they did to that guy. You know, and he was like, I did not sleep, sleep with, with that, that woman. girl. He woman. said woman. Woman. I did not sleep with that woman. And did. Mm. And did. So what about Bill Cosby? I feel oh, so far, Y'all know that I have to. They're going to get him. Because he paid okay, so for a billion. When, a million. I, when I watched CNN, they That's was, gonna be sad too. They were saying that if they would have retried him three or four months ago, they probably wouldn't have a case. They have a case now, and it's, it's more prevalent now and, and um, under scrutiny for what he did because of the Me Too movement. They timed it perfectly. Because if, it, if that Me Too, if that Me Too movement wasn't so active and hot right now, probably not. But now, but what the witnesses? Are, yeah, there's more witnesses coming up. But because um, 
Now they're going to be more in tune to what they're saying because of the Me Too movement. But the thing of it is that gets me upset with Bill Cosby is that, and I don't, I'm, don't mean any harm, when I seen a girl, I mean, whatever they did, whatever he, she consented to or didn't consent to, whatever. But when I seen her come walking down the hallway, I was like, that looks like Howard Stern. I thought it was Howard Stern. <laughs> but when they, that girl looks, have you seen her? Yeah, I saw her. She looks like Howard Stern. That curly hair and everything, she looks, I, I but mean. But these, the ones now are different, aren't they? I yeah, haven't they're different. Yeah, them. it's different um, people coming out now, but. I still think at this point they should not charge him. The man has dementia for one thing. I don't know if that's going to get you off. If it's no, 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 I mean, but, no. But you old, have to be sense. in a good mindset to stand trial. If his family was smart enough, they would actually say, how is this man going to stand trial? Dementia people don't know what's going on. I work in a well, dementia unit. So to me, how are you going to make this man stand trial when he don't know if he really did it or not because their mind is... When it was little, now, back then, and all of that, their mind is all over the place. So what are you gonna say? Well, on I stand? can guarantee you, if that's a defense, they've thought of it. So, so what happened to the guy? Um, what's his name? We- Weinstein. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, he he went on TV and's like, I'm going to rehab because I I'm recognizing that I have a problem, so I'm going to rehab for it. Haven't seen this guy since he made that statement. But you want to take Bill and crucify him in the media and make him stay in trial, why can't he have a reprieve like Weinstein and just go to rehab for what he's done? And plus, I'm agreement in agreement with Justin. The guy's 80 years old. He can hardly see. He's old now. What are you going to get out of it? Because when I you th- were up... I think they want everything. But the thing of it is, is that for me, when you go to somebody's house like that and you know his wife is in there, that's not the first time you had sex with Bill. It wasn't. That wasn't her first time, I don't think. And the thing of it is, you know what time it is, really, when you get in there. You're not going in there just for, um, just to get information. You know that you're going to have to put out. Right, audition. <laughs> you know, yeah, just to audition. Because you know what comes with that audition. I'm not saying that it's right, mm-hmm. but if you had morals and values, you would have never went there in the beginning. But mm-hmm. you were looking for something. Mm-hmm. And you know that you're going to, you know what that world entails and what you have to do to get where you want to go. What does she want to do anyway? Play sports? Because he couldn't help her with that. Does she want to be an actress or something? Who knows? I don't know, but I think they need to leave Bill Cosby alone. Well, I was hoping they weren't going to bring it back up. I, me person. too. I, I'm, I'm just mortified about the oh. whole thing. Yeah. Let's see. Did you guys see Saturday Night Live with Cardi, with Cardi B? B? Yeah. No. I saw the picture everywhere. Yeah. I saw her... Um, I guess she was being interviewed, and they were questioning her about... That baby bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she announced, you know, that she was pregnant, but they were saying that because she's only 25, mm-hmm. that her career is going to be over. Yeah, that's the main question that they had. They think that everybody thinks in media that she's going too fast. Yeah. Okay, so I, I had that actually as one of my topics, um, and she had an interview, and she clapped back saying that she's a grown woman, she's a millionaire, she said not to be... to, to in. She said, to be humble, I am a millionaire. She said, she's money savvy. Um, she's engaged in her, to her baby's father, and she's not dumb. Um, but I want to know, do you think that she's being naive and feeling like she can have all of this at one time and handle it? Uh, I think she's playing I think smart. she's hot right now. Yeah, I think she's playing it smart for right now, but 
she. You don't think the baby's gonna slow her down? It's kind of the similar thing with Chloe. Not really, but it kind of is because like he cheated on her too, but she took him back. Who offset? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like. I mean, it's in working for her. Society, women are having babies, working, have yeah amazing careers. That's not gonna slow her down. She's playing the smart. I don't know if she's gonna still be able to do all that Cardi B in. If she well, probably not. Not she. Well, not, no, no. She not probably never be able to do that. I mean, I'm sure she probably take a little weeks, hiatus. Somebody else going to come up and be Cardi B, ain't it? Well, well like I mean, in that's the games, like you got to hit it when you. Nicki Minaj's album is coming out in six months. I can't wait. But that's Isn't just she supposed to be pregnant too. She. This is what she did about three months ago on her social media. She said, "Either y'all want the baby or y'all want the album." Oh, okay. And a lot of people commented that they want the album. So I think she's working on another album. But that's just like boys to men when they took that that long hiatus. They couldn't come back. They couldn't come back. Yeah. You know, you can't take a hiatus like that. Cardi's hot right now. I would have focused. But uh, with modern technology, she could just still yeah. lay yeah, down, still, drop she, stuff, yeah, and it. be relevant yeah. while she's I don't think it's going to stop her. I think it's going to push her even further. Because yeah. she knows she got to bring that money home to I mean, take I care of the baby. I don't particularly care for her, but. You don't like Cardi? You don't like Cardi? Why? Because <laughs> I think like right now it's just like. Uh, you think she ignorant? Yeah. I can't understand what she's saying, but to I me, know. I don't know what she's saying. I think it's just for a season for her. Exactly. I don't think it's I mean, a long career yeah. for her. That's yeah. why I'm gonna I don't be think honest. the baby was a good. No, timing. no, it, it, it's still a good timing. You gotta get it out the way because you never know when she can be pregnant again. So I'm glad she want to have her baby. She was 25. She's younger than you. But yeah, she's younger than me. But hey, you are funny. It was in God's plan for her to have it. <laughs> you can't throw him in everything, Justin. Let her have her time, her season. Let her have her baby. She can save from her baby bed. Yeah, and who are we to say when when she can and cannot have a baby and what's good for I'm her? Just talking from a business point. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, she she got more coins than all of us. If it's working for her right now, it's working for her. That's all I say. Yeah. But that's like the first question. I see her on like all the Look at Beyonce. She, she, the first question they asked. Beyonce was Beyonce way before she had her kids. And Beyonce, her name speaks I'm sure Beyonce is hot enough that she could have had a baby if she wanted to. That's the first question everybody asks her. Uh, Do you think you're going too fast? And she said, nope. But what was she going to do? Abort the baby? No, just wear a condom, probably. Maybe they planned that. They didn't plan Uh, that. Now, maybe she's trying to trap him, being that she knows he got a wandering eye, but. I've never known that to trap anybody. I don't think they planned the baby. He already has no, two that little ones running around. Trapping people. I, don't I don't think she's they planned that. Yeah, just yeah. careless, probably. Yeah, yeah I think it just happened naturally. It just happened. But she we don't never seem, know. You know. She don't seem too like bright. The brightest crayon. <laughs> oh, she doesn't look like the shoppers. She's not the shoppers knife in the drawer. Mm-mm. Ooh, oh, uh, Cardi B. All of those. But you know what? We're going to introduce our first guest. Okay. Calling in soon. Her name is Antoinette White. She's affectionately known as Tony. She's a dynamic speaker, coach, trainer, and author of Who's Protecting Me? Um, she's traveled to Accra, Ghana, and across the U.S. speaking to women, girls, and the organizations that support them, motivating audiences to create individual plans to stay resilient no matter how trying times come. So um, she's going to call in. I watched a couple of her videos. She's really good. But make sure you're watching that to see if she calls Yeah, in. I'm watching it. Yeah. <coughs> um, oh, excuse me. This cough is killing me. Not sure if that's her or not. I need some tea. But um, your cough? Yes, it's awful. 
So anything else? I have a whole bunch of stuff we can talk about, um, but I don't want to get a big conversation started before she calls in. Find something really light then. I really light? I don't have light topics. Okay. You know I want to talk about this real quick. Did y'all hear about the woman in Russia who was a bombed alive? They gave her the wrong medication. Instead of giving her what she needed for her surgery, they embalmed her. What? And she died within two days. Sure, they keep putting embalming fluid in her. That was mm-hmm. terrible. That was a bad mistake. Yeah. Okay, I believe our first guest is on the line. Please help me welcome to the show, Miss Antoinette White. How are you? Welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing well. I just introduced you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We were just talking about you traveled to Accra, Ghana, and across the U.S. speaking to women and girls. What's your message that you share? Don't let your past pain define you. And to the young girls, I let them know that um, your past doesn't define who you can become. And if you're going through abuse, you're not alone. Oh, okay. Okay. Good message, good message. And why does that message resonate with you? Because I'm a um, survivor of sexual abuse. Okay. And I'm also, um, you know, a survivor of my sister being murdered in front of her children. So I speak on domestic violence as well. So I could have been stuck in the past pain, Mm -hmm. but I took my pain and made it my purpose. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. All right. Hi, Annette. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. This is um, Paula. Why is sexual abuse taboo in the black family and in churches? Mm Mm-hmm. I find that it's taboo because it stems from, like, our grandmama days and her parents' days that you just don't talk about it, right? Mm. And it comes from a place of being shamed and not being dealt with. And that, that, that is so true because I think that in a lot of families, a lot of people have experienced some sort of sexual um, abuse, and it does um, follow you through your adulthood, adulthood especially if you don't... Um, have an opportunity to talk about talk it. Talk about it, deal with it. Right. Yeah, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nick, yeah, this is... And it, yeah, I, was just, I just want to say, also with my upbringing, you find that, you know, I'm not sure if it's changed much. Also in churches, they think you can just pray it away, right? Mm-hmm. So we wasn't so prone on counseling. You can't just pray certain issues away. Yes, prayer helps, but that child needs counseling. That child needs someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hi, Nick, this is Justin. At what age should you speak to your child about sexual abuse? Well, um, because I was a victim of it, I started talking to my children right at school level. As soon as they start kindergarten, listen, if anybody touch you in your um, spots where you wear your trunks, you come let mommy know. So if you was to ask me what age I think children should be taught, the moment they start school. Because most sexual abuse happens at the age of six. Okay. Oh, at six. Oh. I oh my know God. That. Okay. Yeah, That's I was abused right from six years old to 12 years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think, I think that is around the time when I had mine as well, between six, about six and 12, six and 11. But okay, mm-hmm. I read when I was looking, researching your information, you said that black families, we should stop telling our kids to stop, stop telling what goes on in this house. Stop, stop not telling what goes on in this house. I remember you. Yeah. Why do you say yeah. that? Yeah, and um, that article is also featured in MadamNewar.com and CurlyNikki.com. You know, again, it stems from it's generational, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom said it to me, and I found that I indirectly said it to my children. 
So what we're doing is when you tell your children what goes in this house stays in this house, what you're teaching them is to keep a secret, mm -hmm. right? Yes, you don't want your child telling all your business. So I think another way we can relay the message is there's no secrets with mommy, okay? And I don't care who it is. When you say what goes on in this house stays in this house, so if a child is being abused, now they ashamed to tell it or they mm -hmm. scared to tell it. Because certain children can't decipher the two. Exactly. Maybe an older child can, but most younger kids say, well, mommy said, well, now a prime example I give is I taught my boys the same thing because I went through a separation, right? So I'm like, don't tell your daddy what's going on over here. He don't need to know what's going on in my business. I don't need to know his. Well, in turn, when my son came home, I was like, I'm going off. You're about to be late for school. Why aren't you getting ready? He said, I haven't had a shower in two days, oh, right? Wow. Well, I didn't know that the electricity was turned off. Why? Because I instilled in them, don't tell me what's going on in your daddy's house. Exactly. So we're doing our children a disservice. Mm -hmm. And you know what's difficult? When you have to be around a family member that you know that sexually abused you and you have to just act normal because you're right. keeping a secret and you have to, that, that's a very difficult thing to do because that memory is always popping in your mind, even as an adult. How do you deal with yeah. that, and especially if you still haven't shared? Yeah, that can be difficult, and it can mess with one's psyche, and that can be a lasting effect, like you said, even into adulthood. Um, like for me, when I first told it, because I was abused by my father, right? Mm -hmm. And because I was ashamed, I was like, Mom, please don't tell no one, right? Because when I grew up, all of the cousins, we'd be at one house. My mom instantly said, no, I'm calling everybody because I need to make sure he hasn't touched anyone else. Mm. Right? So she called all the aunties and cousins. But in the case where it's not talked about or the mother's telling the child it's her fault, mm -hmm. I, I, I say put, that child needs to tell someone. I don't care if it's the pastor, a teacher. Don't keep it to yourself right. and don't suppress it because it calls on other effects. It will have other effects on you. I would think that at a, a, a small age like that, the child would think that they're going to get in trouble or they would think that they're at fault. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. I know that was some of my reasons for not saying anything on mm -hmm. that. I would be blamed for it. Um, yeah, or you threatened. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or God forbid, not believe you. They wouldn't believe right, you. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So let me ask you a question. What do you do if you see a loved one being physically or emotionally abused? One of the things that I've learned because I took domestic violence, I'm an advocate for it, is don't belittle a person. And don't make them think that you can make them get out of that situation. So what you do do is say, listen, I'm worried about you, mm. right? Um, and I'm concerned for your safety. And when you're ready to leave, here's the resources. Don't judge them, but you have to come from a loving perspective because it takes six to seven times before an actual person will actually leave an mm. abusive situation like that. Right? Like I said, my sister, well. like she, we, knew, we grew up from the hood. We knew how to fight, right? Mm. But look what that led her. She, she's gone now, right? So you just have to keep, because the more you press the person, the more they'll stay in that relationship. So the best thing to do is give them the resources because if you get with a, uh, a agency that knows how to handle domestic violence, they help them put a safety plan in place. Because the moment, like my sister, you never should announce you're leaving because 90% of homicides come from the person letting the perpetrator know I'm leaving you. Oh, really? Mm. Yes. 
Okay, um, this is Paula again. What are some of the signs to look for um, when you think a child is being sexually abused? Abused, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, some of the signs, um, like they run away from home or school, they become overly protective of siblings, they might have nightmares or bedwetting, you might find inappropriate sexual knowledge or behavior. Um, Physical signs, they have difficulty walking, walking or sitting. Um, they may have bloody or torn or stained clothes, bleeding or bruises in the genital area, frequent urinary, urinary or yeast infections. Um, they might show signs of um, self-harming themselves, have trouble in school, become regressive, and changes in their hygiene, that's just a few. Do you think that um, when a child is sexually abused, like multiple times, it makes them more promiscuous? I think different children react differently. In some cases, yes, right? Because that's now, as a child, that's how you see love, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then in some cases, they may um, go inward, yeah, right? Standoffish. Yeah. Right, right. I remember okay. some. Said so it made her permissive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, it, it, I think it's individualized. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. The next question. Um, I see you overcame a lot, and believe one thing. <laughs> and believe that one okay. thing that helped um you was your mother and family support. What did you tell a child whose mother do not believe them or tell them it was their fault? So I think that. While I did have my mother's support, I also had God, family, right? So whoever else you may feel close to, I was real close to my fourth grade teacher. If you're close to the Sunday school teacher, the next door neighbor, reach out to someone that you do trust. Reach out to somebody you trust. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that's still yeah. scary, though. It is still scary. It is. Yeah, I agree. For a young child. For a young child, because you don't know who to trust. And you look at older people as the, <coughs> a lot of times you, you're, you're taught that they're the authority figure. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, huh. Yeah, it's a very, very touching situation. Even for me, it took me, it took me to watch a movie about a little girl being molested for me to know that I was not alone. Really? Right, and especially if I was being threatened, then you better not tell it. Mm -hmm. You want to know what happened yeah. to me? Well, I took Sierra to when she was little to um, we were at Lynn Haven. I took her to this cartoon. I don't know what was could have been Lethal Stitch or whatever the name of that movie is. Mm -hmm. And it was all little kids there and um, and their parents, but I just seen like this one old guy in the movie theater, like sitting by himself, and I it just creeped me it out. You. It bothered me. And I, I still remember it because he's just sitting there just looking around like at all the kids. I'm like, why is he here and what is he doing? It just felt, I could just, it just felt strange to me. It just yeah. felt, I was uneasy uh -huh. the whole time that I was in there watching the movie because it was like, he was like a predator. I like mm -hmm. felt it in my spirit. You understand? I couldn't even watch the uh -huh. movie for keeping my eye on this guy. It, it was just crazy mm -hmm. the uneasiness I felt with him being in that movie theater. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, because you can get that feel about somebody, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all have, have intuition. One of the things I, I would share, too, is most perpetrators is someone you know, right, or mm -hmm. someone that the child trusts. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, even if you think about Simone Biles and the whole Olympics team, right? Right, right. That, right. Doctor had to, that doctor had to get trust with the family in order for the parents to leave him alone with the child. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when I go speak at schools, I tell these little girls, you don't need to be sitting on no grown man's lap. Right. Mm -hmm. And when my niece was young, I would tell my mom, stop making her run up to hug these men. They need to bend down to her level and hug her. Right. Mm. So it's just certain signs, because I knew I was being abused, you know, what you have to tell the child to look out for. Okay. Well, is there anything that you can do to prevent sexual abuse from happening in the first place? The number one thing is talk to your children. It starts at home. Mm -hmm. And even, even if, you, if you, like for me, when I, let me say, let me share this. I spoke at a junior high school one year. And then I went and spoke at the school the very next year, which was last year. And so I'm very transparent with my story, right? The one little girl raised her hand, and she said, um, I don't sell my books to kids because I need parental permission. So she said, my sister tried to get a job at the library to find your book. I said, oh, that's good, honey, and shunned her. She raised her hand again, and she said, Miss White, what I'm trying to tell you is because my sister heard you speak, she went home and told our mom our stepdad is abusing her. Mm. She said he's in jail now. So one of the things I would say is talk to your children. Give examples. These kids are much wiser than we were when we right, were young. Right. Mm -hmm. Let them watch a movie. Um, um, have discussions with them. And like I said, at, at six years old, as soon as they start school, have the talk. There's no secrets from mommy. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the pastor, the Sunday school teacher, your daddy, your granddaddy. No secrets from mommy, especially if they're touching you in your bikini spots or your spots where you wear your trunk. Right. That's the number one way to prevent it is talk to your children. Educate them. Educate them. Yeah, educate them. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. told I wasn't, I'm, which is true, I was told that I wasn't college material. And how do you um, persevere if you have negative surroundings or people in your life? But I was told that, that I was in um, college material. For real? Yeah. You and too? my daughter was too. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, I was too. And I, so in high school, I had two sets of friends. I had the, the friends that I hung out with. We went to the skating rink, right? Then I had another set of friends that they were more collegiate level. Mm -hmm. And I always knew that I wanted more. So when I went to my college counselor and she told me, according to my test scores, I wasn't college material, I, I felt defeated. When we transferred schools and from um, Indiana to Georgia, I asked that counselor, I said, can you please put me in harder classes? So what I say is never let no one take your self-worth. And if one way ain't working, try another way. Never let anyone sow negativity in your life and just keep trying until you get it. Now, it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's, but I was persevering, and I did it. You got it. it. You got it. Yeah, that, that is true, too, because nice. I was a better college student than I was a high, high school, school yeah, student, elementary mm -hmm. student, it, I mean, right. middle school. It, it was just really weird. Like, when I started going to college, I um, the second time when I went, I was, like, get, getting all A's and B's. I mean, if I got a C, I would just start tripping. I was never like that. Like, I worked right. hard enough that I want to get A's and B's all the time. And I was like, what is the difference with me from going, when I was in high school, to going to college? I don't know if it was just older, mature knowing that I could get A's and B's, yeah. you know, at this level, and it was just challenging but rewarding at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I love going to school. Mm -hmm. I, I'm 
I'm really um, engaged and do very well with online classes because you have to be so disciplined. Yeah. So, right. I mean, that makes me feel good about myself because I didn't mm-hmm. even think I was able to do that because I didn't think I would be disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. Very disciplined right. to do my online classes. Once you're paying classes. for it, you'll be disciplined. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's that yeah. type of motivation, yeah. too. You get to space on your schedule. It's it different. is. It is. And I was... Um, and I turn all my work in ahead of schedule. So that makes me yeah, proud, too. I, I'm a good student. I think it's that. I think because you're paying for it, number two, and number two, sometimes it's the way they teach it, right? Yeah. And like for yeah. me, I'm not a scholastic tester. Even to this day, I'm like, oh, my gosh, right? Mm-hmm. I got to do this PMP exam, right? So um, although I wasn't good at scholastic testing, you give me something to study, and I got to take a test on it, I'm going to ace it. Mm-hmm. But the SATs and ACTs, I can't stand those types of tests. So there's different type of learning techniques. Well, everybody learns different anyway. Yeah. So. That's, that's right. So I would just tell a child, never let no one throw negativity in your life and just stay driven. Right. Antoinette, thank you so much for coming on the show. How can people follow you, and especially if they want to book you to come on and speak to their, their class or their school? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is an important topic that needs to be talked about that's not talked about. But you can um, find me at AntoinetteWhite.com. Instagram, I am Antoinette White. Also on Facebook, I am Antoinette White. And my book is Who's Protecting Me? I love that title, Who's Protecting Me? Who's Protecting Me? Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You do the same. Bye, guys. It was a great topic, but a scary, taboo topic. Yeah. You know. Mm. It really is. Okay. Should you wait until you're married to move in, live together, you think? Are you old school? You going to wait till you're married? I don't know what the future has in store for me. Generic. I say, <laughs> I say no. You, you say wait. no what? You shouldn't wait. And the reason, Why should trying to shoot? Um, so you shouldn't wait or you should wait? You should not wait. The reason, why, wait. The reason why I say this, um, if you wait and then you move in, whether they don't clean up like you clean up, um, everything can go wrong after you move in. To me, you should at least live together before you get married. That way you can know how each other live, sleep. Is that a part of the decision to the married? Will you marry me question then? Are you getting all this research before you <laughs> answer the question? But I, but I, no, I mean, no. I disagree with you because no, there's a lot no. of people that have gotten married that's been married for eons. Look at the, the people that in our parents' generation mm-hmm. that's been married for like a zillion years, 50, 60 years, and they they didn't live together. I mean, they got together on their wedding night. And you know what? I think people need to stop, including myself, be so you know, concentrated on the amount of years because just because you've been married a long time or been together a long time, I'm always throwing around 16 years. It doesn't mean that it was 16 good years. That is, that's like super 50 true. 50 good years. Yeah. People, I think one of the saddest things, and it happened in my situation, I think one of the saddest things is for you to be with somebody for 50 years and you to ask one of them, would you do it all over again? They say no. I think that's such a sad touch. But you know, there's a lot of people that say no. Yeah. Like I, can we, I have to ask if I can say this word. I, um, you know, I work for a large insurance company here mm-hmm. and I sold the Medicare product and I had called this lady. I tell a story often. I call this lady cause we're selling the Medicare product and I did my spiel and everything. Right. So, um, she says to me, I was like, can I speak to, I'll say Mr. Jones. And she's like, Oh, he, Pat, he's, he's deceased. 
And I'm like, oh, Mrs. Jones, I'm so sorry. Da, 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 da. I'm sorry that I called you. Da, 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 da. You have my condolences. She says to me, <laughs> oh, Lord. What she's like, sweetheart, don't be sorry for me because I'm glad the, I don't think I can say the word, uh-huh. um, is dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Because uh-huh. oh, I was surprised. I never, I mean, I tell a story often. Mm-hmm. She must have been so miserable mm-hmm. that she was so happy that her husband died. Mm-hmm. It, I so mean, sad. I've never heard anything like that before. But me, a lot, a lot of things stumped me. But I had nothing to say to that. But for her to say that, I, I was just blown away. But look how many people that have been married for so many years and hung in there mm-hmm. and just were unhappy. Why do you hang in there? For kids, if your kids are grown, I would say probably for comfort. That's one thing. You think? Some do. Um. I had some people in my family that's still married to people that abused them and everything else. Um, some people stay because they was always taught <clears throat> you don't divorce. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like my dad's side of the family, they don't believe in divorce whatsoever. They believe once you're married, you're married, you don't divorce. If you divorce, you're going to hell, brimstones and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my close relatives, husband, beat her and everything else, she's still with the um, person. They've been married for over 50 years, but she was taught by our family don't divorce. Um, if you do divorce, you have to wait till that spouse die before you can marry again. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's why most of older people stayed in marriages 40, 50, 60, 70 years, like you say it, because they were scared if I divorce them, I'm going to help I marry again. But so. I, I, you know, I think to answer your question, do you think that you should live together before you get married? I say if you live together before you get married and then you see you begin to see a whole lot of red flags. I think that's why a lot of reasons that people live together, they'd be like, nah, we don't need to get married. This is cool like it is already. Mm-hmm. We don't need a piece of paper to join us together. We're mm-hmm. just together. You, you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Plus, it's an easy out as well. But um, but then again, the adventure of getting to know your spouse, you in love with them, but you're not living with them, that's when you really get to know the person, when you start living with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not too happy that you left the cap off the, the toothpaste. Uh, I'm not too happy that you drank the last of the orange juice and put the carton back in there. You understand mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But those are the things that you have to get used to because that's part of the person. So, I mean, I, I think it's just a 50-50. What do you think? I think you should. I th- but I think I, I have a very liberal views. so I, I, I think you should. It's almost like an orientation to marriage, which, yeah. what you're going to expect in marriage. And then, like you said, it could be a, a way out. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> exactly. I can't deal with this. Right. Then, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can you can say, let's live together. Yeah. But then you start seeing all these habits and, you know, you starting to get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And she got a question. I'm, I'm being treated to stop getting <laughs> <laughs> I'm questioning you. Are you all saying you should get engaged and then live together? Or are you saying live together and then maybe I don't say engaged? seriously dating. What is seriously dating? Like, it's headed towards <laughs> engagement, marriage. And you know that? You've discussed that? Is that, that has been discussed and planned? And I don't know like, if it's been discussed or you just you be, just both know. You, you talk about hit. the future. Yeah, and you talk about the future. You know we're not casually dating. Okay. So mm-hmm. you know you're working on something serious. Yeah. yeah. So you should move in together. That's Seems to me that would be That That's would be the next, next step, exactly. Okay. So do you think a lot of people that 
move in together to have that next step is get married. Do you think, um, what percentage of people do you think get married that live together? Do you think that's a lot? I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people get married and they're like, well, this is fine like it is. But here's the thing. Now, what a, now I've known people that live together, I'll say for like five years. They decide to get married. Six months later, they get a divorce. How crazy is that? How does that work? I don't, I don't understand. I think it, it switches from I, I can do something <laughs> to I have to do something. It's different it, than doing something for somebody because you, you want to do it for them. And then sometimes when you're married, it's just the expectations change. Yeah. Even yeah. when you've been living together for like five years, what, why because would the expectations you, change because just because you're not married. married? We're not married. Mm-hmm. In my mind, you, I don't have to do anything. I'm doing it because I love you and we're together. But but even sometimes, when we're when, married, sometimes when you say I do, you say I do to a whole bunch of other expectations. But I'm already, I'm already really married to you because we've been really like, married, really married to you. Well, you know what married I'm at the heart and married on paper, two different things. Yeah. yeah. And men think differently about that. Yeah. Subject. Mm-hmm. So, so now ways. we, we don't yeah. want to go there. But you now you're talking about the whole submissive thing. Well, no, we don't. What? Well, no, yeah, let's. Well, my next topic is about that. Actually, it's okay. um, seven reasons why marriage is is on the decline. It's an article by Huffington Post, and they said that um, as early as decades ago, it was expected that we should all get married, pop out babies, and live in a home with a white picket fence. Mm. And they said that that's been ingrained in our psyches as as children, yeah. but it's just not the idea today, especially with millennials. Um, the pressures and of losing one's identity that come with marriage is the number one reason why a lot of people aren't getting married. Marrying for the sake of marrying... Um, that's the number two reason. Number three reason says there are still too many gender roles in a marriage, which means studies show that women are still expected to do most of the parenting aspects, cooking, cleaning, <coughs> yeah. doing laundry, mm-hmm. grocery shopping, mm-hmm. etc. On top of that, they're expected to work. That's right. And they say that's a lot to handle. It is. It is a lot. That's true. Uh, women are working. They have careers, and that, that satisfies them. Um, having kids out of wedlock is no longer seen as taboo as it once was. And then the need for freedom. He said, whether as a wife or husband, you need freedom to pursue your interests, hobbies, and social engagements that don't involve your partner. And some people have take issue with that. That, that. Yes, yes, that is true. So their advice is if you're blissfully in love and think that you're among the 50% who will actually stay together, by all means go for it, but please have a long, meaningful talk and often with your would-be spouse about your goals, responsibilities, deal breakers, keeping your identity, etc. before you decide on your wedding china pattern. And I think like from my era to this, uh-huh. what you just said, if we had more of that, we probably wouldn't have um, the high rate of divorce because when you get married, you just think that you're married and you do everything that your spouse says and you know, you see your mother doing this, this and that, so you know that you have to do this, this and that right. too. But all the while you're doing that, you're losing your identity. There's so much information out to how to communicate, how to be separate, but together at the same time, how you can communicate and everybody understands each other's roles and what the deal breakers are, what not, what what is not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But have your own individuality and be together. Like if that was like my dad's generation, my mom's generation, and mine's. Your own individuality, you're married to me. There's no more 
individual you. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But now today, um, it's different. I mean, the, the rhythm is different in that. And it's more understanding. And I'm going to let you go out and be free and do what it, what it is that you want to do. Don't look at it like you're out here doing what you want to do. So you must be out here having sex with somebody, having a, an affair. No, I'm out here doing what I enjoy doing because it personally satisfied my being. Uh-huh. You understand what I mean? And I want you to do the same. Don't hold me hostage or in a box because this is what I want to do because I want to be free. Can you be free and be married at the so same do you time? Think being, do you think being free can strengthen, actually strengthen a relationship? If you establish, so. if you have, if you have, if both parties understand what that means, it can. Um, I think so um, because everybody should be able to do what they want to do and not put in the box and limits. You know, unless you're being reckless with it. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. the thing of it is, is that if you want to go play bridge five, three days a week because you want to be with your friends and play bridge. You should be able to do that. I shouldn't have to come home, cook, make sure that you're okay, and then go play bridge with my friends. Because if I come home, if I worked all day, and I want to come home, change my clothes, and, and go play bridge, that's what, I, that's what I want to do. But if I have to do all these other obligations, it feels like I'm a kid. i got to do all my chores and my homework first. Then I can go out. Now you're giving me permission to go out and play with my friends. That's not fair. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So I I think when it comes to saying, can you have freedom and be married? I think that it, um, that's hard. It's it's hard to find that, that, that that rhythm, that mixed. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't have freedom thinking and flexible thinking like the things that you just read. Yeah. Because that's what a, that's what a relationship looks like cuz they can sit down and communicate. Yeah. Okay, I don't mind just like when I go to um counseling. At a certain time like say when you guys get married, at a certain time you'll be like, "Well, um I'm going to go on a weekend trip. We're going to go to this event, the um about event planning or, or hair show. And I'm going to go for a weekend and you'll be like, "Well, okay, you go ahead and do that." I'm going to go um, to a mortuary um, conference. That should be okay because that's what you're interested in and that's what you're interested mm-hmm. in. And I'll see you next week. But she said at a, at a certain time in your relationship, you should be able to do that and it should be comfort in that. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> well, I guess you're not going the way he's looking. Uh-uh. I'm just looking. I'm making sure you, you're learning. You're learning? I'm learning the whole well, lot. I'm just, I, I mean, she she made a valid. I mean, when she said that, I was just like, wow, because people do that yeah. today in, in their relationships. Mm-hmm. They're going for a weekend. I'm going on a mm-hmm. golf, going to a golf tournament for the weekend. I'm going to a knitting conference, and I'll see you when you get back. Yeah, I think, like you were saying, with the generational thing, that's what they saw their parents doing, so they repeat it. Right. I think it's going to take me a while. That's what I would want. I would want that um, the type of relationship where, you know, we would have our own separate groups of friends. And, right. you know, we're going on our annual boys trip, see you in a week or mm-hmm. see you whatever, and be comfortable. But because in my mindset, well, that's from my parents. My mom and dad, it was just them and them two. That was it. There was no friends. And that's what I grew up thinking the relationship looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my last relationship, that's <coughs> why I was so 
now that I know I was controlling because I didn't expect them to have friends because in a relationship, when you get together, you don't have friends. Um, and I've been really um, intentional with this relationship to, we've had that conversation about we have to have. You have to have it. Outside lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have outside lives because if you don't, then you're going to feel cheated, robbed. You yeah. know what I mean? You're going to feel and isolated resentful. and resentful because mm-hmm. here I am, I'm going to this event because that's what we love to do. Yeah. And you're like, no, I can't go because it's going to piss Justin off because Justin doesn't have any friends right. and he's just sitting here, but that's really not Justin's, I'm being hypothetical, Justin's thing. You know what I mean? So you do have to establish that. You do need to have your own set of friends and do your own thing because there's going to be some times where he just not want to be interested and do what it is that you're doing. Just like when we go to events, you may not want to go. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? You want to stay home in your little comfies and lay on the couch. And you know what I mean, and roll up in his blanket, some pork chops. and smother some pork chops, <laughs> yeah. and call and be like, "Dinner is ready." Yeah. Because that's what you do. Is that what you do? That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's important. And once you get that established, I think that um, it will help help it helps relationships. Yep. Okay. Well, we have another guest coming up. We're going to take a quick commercial break so we can give our our voices some rest. But you're listening. To Let's face it. We'll be right back. And now, a message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. I was terrified. It was like, your head's going to explode. Migraine is a disabling disease. Just all of a sudden couldn't see. Migraine has ruined my life. Absolutely terrifying. There's pain that does not stop. It's a throbbing, pulsing, banging, hammering feeling in your head. 36 million Americans suffer. I started getting migraines around five years old. Just takes over everything. I feel trapped by migraine. It hurts like my head's gonna like fall off. And the whole world around you stops. My world has gotten small. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. I had spent a year housebound. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders, and now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear... Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. 
Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. So we were just talking about relationships. I want to continue the conversation with um, a question. Do you think that you and your spouse or your other half should be best friends? Do you think it's possible? Mm, I think yes. You think so? Yeah. Do you? I think you can. You think you can? You think so? I think it's possible, but some expert said you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. that person because you can't get everything from your spouse but everything from your mother or everything from your sister or mm-hmm. your best friend you know you should have multiple people he said you know you can't I, get everything one person just they don't have it to give but and then i think it becomes taxing on that person yeah. as well yeah. it becomes yeah. very taxing yeah. because you know you were always taught that you only have like one best friend mm-hmm. um and i believe that but i have several um, and I mean several, I can just kind of on this hand, you know, best friends, mm-hmm. but from each of my BFFs, mm-hmm. I get something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I roll it all together, I get what I need. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. You know, um, and I'm just realizing that, um, now, um, because you, like she said, you can't get everything that you need from that one person. Mm-hmm. But like what I get from Tish and what I get from Krista, um, what I get from you, um, you know, my girls at work, Sarah, Maria, um, and Jazz, you know, it's, um, um, and my mom, cause my mom is my best friend, mm-hmm. even my daughter, um, Barbara. Uh, you know, very close. You know, I call her my best friend as well. So I get a lot. And then when you roll it up, because where I may be doing something and I get some discipline from Will, I'm angry with you. You see what I'm saying? But I know what you're telling me is right. I don't want to hear it. I don't like the way it feels. Mm-hmm. But um, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't stand him. That's why. <laughs> but yeah. the thing of it is, you know, I mean, he's not right all the time. All the time. You know, but I'm sure eventually he, I will be wrong. Sometimes. Eventually. Yeah, sometimes. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that, you know, it's what you need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's what you Mm -hmm. need. So I've learned that, like you said, you can't get everything from one best friend. Okay. What do you think? So you don't believe it's wrong to have several best friends, too, like you were saying? No. Okay, that's good. I don't think so. But am I your only BFF? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. But I'm way up. No, it, it is all. This is not your case. This is my not your case. There. But it's also possible. Do you think it's possible for somebody to say that you're their best friend, but they're not yours? Oh, yeah. Yo, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I get that a lot. People who say you're my best friend. And I'm like, really? Okay. Not talking about you. I was about what to. Other? It was going to be like a lot of oh, slow music and flower bringing not, up in this not piece. You. That's going to be what? A, a lot of slow music and flower bringing. He know. He know that. He know what time it is. He know what that means. You know I'm slow. Can't, yeah, I can't and you know he lips. can't. And he can't hear all of that. So when I say that you're my BFF, how does that make you feel? It doesn't mean anything to me because I know I'm not the only one. Oh. Oh yes, exactly. Exactly. So you're saying exactly, yeah. So you're saying that it doesn't mean anything to you? No, no, because I know your love language. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But I'm glad it's you not know like my a, love language. So you have a love language with a best friend? Yes. That goes yeah, all your relationships. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I know his love Gifts. language. Gifts. Her all, all day. Here's a pen. She's happy. Don't know what. Yes. Like, you he want me to say, what's your other love language? I'm sorry. I'm no. Yeah. What's my love language? Besides I, that. Um. All I remember was get for her. She has to be something with words. Um, words of affirmation. Something to let her know you appreciate her. And affection. And affection. Oh yeah. Touch. Yeah. Well, just how. But it's it's words because I'm I'm always saying, do you love me? Do you yeah, miss me? Yeah. All that. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Words yeah, of affirmation. I say I said it all the time. I said it to him today. I, but I don't. It, now that we're on air, I can say, I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. Do you say What do you that? mean? What What is it that do you, you don't like? I don't like somebody against her. Did you miss me? I know. I know. I, out of my spirit, you know my spirit, I want to say, no. No, not really. Because yeah. he's so, he is so. Who says that? Did you miss me? And I'm just joking. I'm joking all the time when I say and that. And I would probably be joking if I said no. But it's just, I don't think you should ask people. But you should, why, you don't, you shouldn't ask people if you miss them? No. You should just tell them that you miss them. It's like me. Yeah, go ahead. You should tell them I miss you. Even like my family back at home, because they about five hours away, I would tell them I miss you. Now, they ask me, Justin, do you miss me? I'm like, come on, give you a smart now, so no, I don't miss you. Well, he says to smart Alec, and Will can be very <laughs> snooty sometimes. <laughs> and can't vary. And flip mouth. Oh, my God. So you're saying that, that look, I want to get back to the BFF. You're so you're saying that because... I'm your, I said that you're my BFF, and you said it doesn't mean anything to you. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I think she tried to call. I need to get attention to make so sure you, she's you, Okay, I'm supposed to be trying not to get a parking ticket. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't know you're supposed to expect or you should have love languages for just regular relationships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's all, <coughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah. His is gifts, too. And my my gifts is on the, on the low. Yeah. Mine is um, personal touch, um, quality time. Oh, quality time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like quality time. Yeah. Like us just chilling. And acts of service. And acts of service. Oh yes, him this, taking this the trash out for me. Acts of service was yeah. the top. That he didn't realize it, but it was the top. Yeah. Acts of service. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Tell me you miss me and all that good stuff. None of that. Gifts is really low yeah. on my list. And, and it's low on mine, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not materialistic. I mean, I like presents. Don't, don't no, you're, you're I'm, very materialistic. But you're no, not. No, you're no, not no. It doesn't have to be anything big for you. I know, you. but you love gifts. Yeah, you I love, love gifts. presents. Okay, so mm-hmm. gifts is on your top radar, then. Yeah. I just love presents. I like, yeah. I like to be surprised. Like, you could give me uh, Like I said, it doesn't have to be a yeah. whole bunch. No. Bring your I'm, bag of candy. You happy. Yeah. And, and you'll show everybody, look where you brought <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's what you're saying. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, you know, our guest is on the line yes. right now. Miss Renita Hunt. Giving is the new black. She is the voice 
behind the socialnita.com blog. She's a marketing communications executive who thrives on empowering, motivating, and inspiring women. Through the course of her vast marketing communications career, Renita has worked with such brands as Home Depot, Ford, Coca-Cola, L'Oreal, Verizon, and McDonald's, just to name a few. Renita is extremely passionate about giving back women empowerment and diversity and inclusion. So please help me welcome to the show, Miss Renita Hunt. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hey. Fresh from sunny Orlando. Orlando. Oh, nice. in the my house. favorite place. What's the weather? It was in it was eighty five today. Oh my god. Beautiful. That is terrible. <laughs> you know, it was it was freezing here. Cold. It's still cold. We're not gonna get any eighty degree weather until when? Saturday? I think Friday, Saturday. Saturday was it's going to be, be is the is the pick of the week. So it's gonna be eighty degrees. It's gonna be the best day. Yeah. Mm. Huh. But thank yeah, you so much wow. for taking time out of your warm day to come on the show and talk to us about giving is the new black. Exactly what this is Will, by the way. What what is giving is the new black? I like that name. Absolutely. So my passion is fashion and we all know Yes. Every season they say green is the new black brown is the new black gray is the new black as the trendy thing that you need to be wearing for the season right so i thought you know giving is really that thing that we need to say is that trend that we're doing every single season and so it's really caught on that hey it's the the thing I need to do now to propel me, empower me, and empower others um, in my professional and my career. Giving. So are you speaking in the, giving in the terms of, um, what is that word? It escapes me. The P word. Um, perception? No. Oh. When people put Oprah in their name. Oprah is a big... Philanthropist. There you go. Okay. Philanthropist. Absolutely, but we all can be Oprah in our own minds and in our own world. Okay. Um, sometimes my path to giving, I always thought, you know, I was, I've had this robust marketing communications career. I said, I'm going to be serving the community, and on a nonprofit board when I'm 60 years old. Well, okay. I hate to tell you, I'm not 60, and I'm nowhere near 60. But my life changed about six years ago when uh-huh. I relocated to Orlando from Atlanta. I took some time off, and I said I'm going to start giving back, meeting some folks once a week at a nonprofit that helps women called Dress for Success. Okay. I started helping, suiting the women. It's a nonprofit that helps women get back to work. Mm-hmm. And, and I just started coming in, you know, shopping with the ladies, helping them get dressed. And I said, wow, this is really fueling my soul more than all the awesome commercials I've worked on, the awesome projects I've been able to be a part of and some of the heavy hitters in the marketing industry. And so just being around, lending my expertise, I was able to learn a lot. 
um, about the nonprofit space, but they also needed my talents in treasurers. And so I was invited to consider to join the board at that time. And now it's been six years, and I've been voted um, for every position from um, an events director to VP to now president for three years. So it's been a tremendous ride. Okay. Hey, Renetta, this is Justin. Um, what is the Hi, port- Justin. How you doing? I'm great. What is the what is the importance of giving back? The importance of giving back is that no, not only are you serving others to empower them, but you're going to empower yourself. Exactly. I think that's the great gift of giving. A lot of times you think, oh, I'm doing this, and it's for only for others to feel fulfilled and empowered and sustained. But it actually fills you up spiritually. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's the key um, to unlocking just a life a life of success. So, you, you, like you, the fulfillment that you get from helping other people, seeing other lives change, is that what you're saying? Both, okay. both. And I think the point that I always teach on, I teach this workshop all over the country. I just flew in um, last weekend from Massachusetts, teaching on this topic is that. Um, when I was growing up, I was always taught I can't. I, I grew up in a giving back family. However, it was always about picking up trash uh-huh. or serving in the soup kitchen, and those things. That's great work, and I am so grateful for people who do that do that work. But that was not fulfilling and not my life calling. Exactly. But guess mm-hmm. what? My passion for fashion uh-huh. I could also give back in that realm too yeah. and so wherever your gift is if it's in finance or you're in music or wherever your gift lies there is some way you can give back and empower yourself build a brand for yourself but also help and sustain communities at the same time okay. hi Jada Oh, I said Jada. Hi, Renata. This is Jada speaking. Hi. Uh, how easy is it to start using giving as a career and professional development tool? Very easy. And so a lot of times, again, I was like, I'm not going to do this until I'm 60 years old. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it in three areas, in your social life, your learning and development life, and your leadership, you can hit all those points very seamlessly in what you do every day. And so through social, we're all going to have a girl's night or a guy's night. At the very least, everybody has a birthday, right? right. Yes. And so you're going to be having these celebratory times throughout the year. Why don't you look and see what restaurant is having give 10% back to an organization, um, this special menu is dedicated to an organization. Um, you want to get your your friends together and you say, let's exercise. There's several exercise for a cause, 5K ah. you can do, mm-hmm. boot camp challenges. Right. And then when you want to dress up and feel, you know, real spiffy, get that red carpet, red carpet experience and help people, you know, buy a couple tickets to a gala. 
get dressed up, feel really great, have a night out, and you have helped somebody. You have empowered somebody just by having a good time. And so I I challenge everybody, the next time you're going to go out and spend money, Mm -hmm. think of how can I spend this to actually empower somebody Somebody else. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, Absolutely. Same thing with shopping, you know? Uh-huh. Um, every store has shopping for a cause. And so uh, we just came off of a great promotion with Talbot um, where there was a special line created with Oprah and O Magazine uh-huh. just for Talbot. And so a percentage of the sale went back to the organization as well as people were able to donate in the stores. So it's a win-win all around. Right. Mm. Now, that's interesting. Yes, and I love talent. Yeah, I love shopping. I so love shopping, good. too. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's good. So, so social Nita, how did you come up with that? And exactly what, what, what all can, can people expect to experience when they visit that site? Absolutely. So I was always told, oh, you're a socialite. You're always at this place. You're taking pictures with this person. You know, you are that person. You are a socialite. And I said, okay. But my nickname always growing up is Nita. Uh And so I kind of combined the two and I said, hmm, this is interesting, social Nita. But I did took it a step further, and I said, let me look up the root meaning of this. And it was very interesting that Nita is means giving back in the urban dictionary. There's an urban dictionary Uh out there. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You refer to it quite often. Yes, I do. (laughs) Awesome. So, you know, it's about empowering in a community. And so I said, that is me. Social media. Social media. And so it just works. That's right. So it's a blog, and you share all of your everything that you, that you you're involved in on that site. Absolutely, and so it's just a platform to share everything that I have going on, okay. as well as a connection, a platform to connect all my social platforms. So okay. uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. LinkedIn, all of that is the portal there. Um, soon we'll be having an ebook that is launching there. Oh, wow. So it's a great platform to just keep connected with me and all the giving activities that I'm a part of. And hopefully I'll be coming to a city near you. Yes, that'll be wonderful. Mm, that'll be great. Yeah. And I just want to say, you said, Nina, that's what my grandkids call me. I didn't know that that was the meaning for that word. But it fits Nita, me. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you spell it? Hers is N I T A. Oh, and mine's is N I N A. N E N A. Oh, yeah. She's Nita. Yeah, oh, Nita. Oh, I yeah. said, I thought it was Nina. Mm-mm. Oh, maybe it's my cold. My sign is cold. It's That's, got me it's mixed both up. Yeah, yeah. Sign is cold. <laughs> okay, on top of it all, you're a professional empowerment speaker and host a book club. Uh, I mean, host a book club. How does that come about, yes. and what are some of the topics you do tackle when you believe um, that you believe would be useful to an audience of women? Absolutely. Um, empowering women, first, is about finding your passion and purpose. Um, I think that is truly my calling of helping people to find that and discover that. Um, I think we miss out as adults 
after we get out of college or high school, we're mm-hmm. like, I don't need to read another book again in life. Right. But in order to grow yourself, you're going to have to pick up a book and not be scared of the written, written word. And so that's what we do in the book clubs is getting everybody together and kind of seeing what, what are the pain points everybody is experiencing um, and aligning those with what is out there um, that we can tap into, um, women authors, African-American authors, and um, business books is what we mostly focus on. And you know what I want to ask is that my, one of my um, girlfriends, um, Krista, she's an amazing writer. And she was, we were talking yeah. this morning, and she was telling me about journaling, um, something that um, she has always encouraged me to do that I'm going to start doing. Um, and she was just saying how therapeutic it is to journal and how she mm-hmm. goes back, to her, back in her journals and see where she was and where she is now. So I'm definitely going to start doing that. How empowering do you think it is when you journal? Do you journal? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's life-changing. Really? I think as a leader um, and a person of influence and creative people, we're all creative souls in some regards. Mm -hmm. We have to get our thoughts out of our mind and on paper. Mm. And so that gives you the platform to do so. Um, I look back in some of my journals and I've written one word. Something inspired me and I go back to it three years later and I'm like, ah, that's it. Yeah, that's what she said. So I'm going to, that's one of the things that I said if I end up going on the retreat, because I have another friend, Trina, that journals, um, that I'm going to buy a journal and I'm going to start doing that. And that's one of the things that my therapist recommended to go when she said, you know, you need to go to a hotel room find some style to be by yourself and just start writing things down. And sometimes you begin purging. Like some of my friends will start writing like my friend Trina, she'll start crying because she just pouring herself out on paper. So I, I think that I am going to try that. I just wanted to see what your thought was about that. Absolutely. And another nugget you just said is getting to a hotel room by yourself. Yes. People are so afraid of that. Having that alone time to be able to think and sort out and plot and really be in tune to what your next direction should be um, is so powerful, and we have to do it. We're so busy. We're working a nine-to-five, and we're on social media. We're trying to build a hustle, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad Mm -hmm. I can't launch this because you haven't taken the time to lock yourself in a hotel room. Two years ago, I did it, and it's life has been life changing. And you know, all I did that for the first time last year because I went to a retreat, and I was I didn't sleep well, um, but I did it. I'm like all these 57 years, I've never been in a hotel room by myself. It was a very weird experience i mean it was exhilarating but it was just weird at the same time because i didn't know really what to do with myself and how to enjoy that time by myself in a hotel room Mm. so it it was just i mean it was it was a growing moment um but it was just it made me feel funny you you know what i'm saying because Uh it's just wow but i'm gonna i'm definitely going to do it again though right absolutely all right, this is Justin again. 
when is next for you and how can people stay in con in contact with you? Absolutely. We've got a lot going on. Um, I have a couple of books that are coming out. One will be about just living a successful life built on the giving platform. So I'll be talking more about that. I'll also be launching a free ebook before the book launches so everyone can get some free content from me. That's so please good. That's visit always good. <laughs> www. Absolutely. Free, free, free. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Socialnita.com to get that and sign our list so we can stay in contact with everyone. Um, I'm speaking all over the country and um, I am putting out in the atmosphere I want to go worldwide. And so um, stay in contact with me socially okay. and on the website so you can find out my schedule of where I'm going to be next. Awesome. Um, and just continue to grow the platform of giving. Um, so many times people get, they've been working their career and they're stuck. They've been doing the same thing for 20 years and they're stuck and they don't know why. Uh -huh. And they're saying, well, maybe I should start this business, but I don't know because I've been doing this thing for 20 years and that's all I am. And you've got to take time to discover your passion and your purpose. And the best way to start to discover what is that passion and purpose is to start giving back to others. Right. And when you get that warm feeling in your soul and in your belly, you'll know this is my passion and what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. That right. is exactly right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And people can contact you at socialnita.com, correct? That's where they can see Absolutely. all of that. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, so much. No problem. Yeah, was, this was awesome. You're going to have to invite us to one of your events in Florida. We would love to come down and hang out, right? Yeah. Especially if it's 80 something degrees. Right. Yeah. And we can do a little shopping, too. So. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank All you. All right. Take care, guys. Bye -bye. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with some hot topics and then close out the show. So we'll be right back and listen to Let's Face It. Stay tight. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was .5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. 
Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn. Now back to the show. All right, we're back to the show. So we have a few more topics. I'm going to talk to you. I have this situation. Tell me what you would do. So if you met someone wonderful and things are going great, maybe you've even gotten engaged, (laughs) then you you go to an event Uh and the person introduces you to their friend that they haven't seen in forever or, you know, one of their frat brothers or sorors or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And the person is someone that you used to have sex with. How Mm. do you handle it? Do you tell your boyfriend or girlfriend or do you... Just leave it in the past. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, by the way, we used to bump uglies. You understand what I'm saying? So you wouldn't? Why, why would I? What, was the, what is the reason why I should share that? Well, to me, you should. The reason being, if you don't share it, I'm pretty sure that person going to pull your sniffing up to the side and say, you know I used to hit that. So I believe I would come on. That is kind would. of guy talk. Or yeah. maybe he may tell somebody else and they may get back. Yeah. Before he gets and back. And how would you handle that if they said, why didn't you tell me? Because you're not telling me everything, everybody that you hit in the past. So why do I need to tell you that? That was, see, that's where everybody gets get it twisted and being a struggle bus. That was in the past. That had nothing remotely to do with you. Because I don't care who you were um, bumping uglies with in the past. So why do you care who I was bumping uglies with in the past? And I didn't tell you that. Why is it ugly? I don't know. It's just, you know that I have like a bad yeah. sayings. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, why why would I share it? And then when I share it, then you're gonna then it's gonna mess your mind up because then you're gonna be wondering you can't what you can't handle. What did you love her? You know how many times did you do it? Uh-oh. Did you feel anything when you saw him again? Y'all gonna try to hook up again? You understand what yeah. I'm saying? It could be just such. I a- understand them both hands. I think if it happened to me and I wasn't told, I think I would feel some kind of way. Why? Because I would feel like you was. Why? Why would you <coughs> try to keep it from me? But why do you? And then I would have the questions. You must still like that person. You still. Yeah, you but must why? Be. But then once you found out, what are you gonna do with the information? What? What? How is it gonna benefit you? But if they it will keep them, they it will friends. it will keep me from being embarrassed if they try to call that out. Yeah, I can say I already knew that. But that's a traveling person anyway. Why would you call it out? That was something in the past. So I'm just gonna go around the corner and be like, "Yo, I see my girls over there, and I used to." But see, I'm finding out. I'm glad you mentioned it. I am finding out that guys, which I'm just shocked about, 
Because they're supposed to both be so macho and all this other stuff. Gossip and start so much drama. I'm finding out that men love drama. It's mm. a different type of drama. It's a different type. No, it's a different type. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Because if... Because why would you do that? It's just letting somebody know, oh, I hit that in my friend. No, it's a, it's a, because it's an egotistic. It could be thing. that guy's code, too. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy's code. You know, that you don't, you wouldn't mess with somebody else's girl. You That's know, not your but, girl. You, you slept with her 15 years ago. Yeah, but I mean... That goes back to my question. I've always said, would you date somebody that your friend used to date? That might be, you know, a deal breaker for somebody. Oh, because you used to talk to my boy or whatever. We can't kick it. True. Because that is like a code of honor. Yeah. Like, even though I may have feelings for you, but you dated my friend Betsy. See, I don't have an issue with that. me, Me either, because... If but they didn't makes, know. That, that, if that person yeah. makes you happy, go ahead. You know, I'm right. not going to be mad at you because you started dating. It's not like they're what, all in the same circle right, or you, something. You started dating my friend. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. you guys had chemistry. We broke up. It didn't work. So I'm going to hold you fast just because I dated you and that's my friend that you can't date my friend. What do I care? What do you think? That means that would you, you still have feelings you for that person. Would you want to be told? Or? Well, I don't I mean, it depends. It's all circumstances because the way y'all making it seem like, oh, it just came up all of a sudden, and it's like you don't even really talk to that friend that much anyway. If you just seeing them and they just know that, it it seems like it shouldn't be a problem, and they're not in the same circle and whatnot. I don't, I don't see right. That's the way y'all making it seem. But if they were like in the same circle and that's like not your best friend, but somebody you see all the time. Then that might be a problem, but it seems like it wouldn't even matter because you don't see that person all the time anyway. It was just a every once in a while you came over and, brought, and broke me off some, you know what I mean? And it's uh, no longer, and that happened like five years ago. That was our relationship. Should I explain that to you? Me personally, <laughs> <laughs> me personally, I would still, Justin, you no, have, no, no, you, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Even it's holier than thou. No, it's not holier than thou, but if they in some kind of group together or whatnot, nine times out of ten, it's going to get back to the individual that you did it with that person. But why is that going to change your... No, your, it's, it's Is that going to make you any feel any different towards Will? No, it's not, but... Well, wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because you ain't tell me, but okay, we'll wait. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Nothing to tell you. I'm just saying now, yo. Know, we run out to somebody and I say, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. Or if he sees somebody, at least tell me, oh, are you support with that person? Instead of they going around telling some folks that I might know and they might get back to me yeah. with that person. And then you look you, stupid. Why are you bringing this person to my face smiling like it's all, y'all just friends? And he came back and told my friend y'all slept together and we hee hee ha ha and you ain't tell me none of this. So I could have said, yeah, I've been new that said that my friend's coming to tell me, you know your boyfriend slept with such and such and he ain't tell you this. Then you're looking stupid. That's so so you're saying that you need to tell every... Tell I would say every, not the details, but at least that there was some type of yeah. uh, interaction. So you aren't caught off guard. Yeah. I mean, if you see it in that way, then yeah, I guess you can tell them. I guess I But guess I, so. I still don't think it's that important of a factor. Yeah. yeah, because now you're saying... So now you tell me that we're in the same circle, we're hanging out, but we have mutual respect for one another. We don't have any feelings for each other anymore. So now the thing is going to come up, well, you must still... Y'all laughing and y'all cool. You still must have feelings for them. No, we're mature adults, and we that's what we did in the past. We're cool, 
but I don't have feelings for him like that. Well, you must because you smiling and y'all laughing and stuff, and y'all was bumping uglies back in the day, and so you know you. You're only thinking it because if they no, was honest I'm a, with I'm you, I'm an overthinker no, anyway. If they, if they was honest with you and told you a front, you know it's nothing that they are hiding. So you're not gonna ask any more questions. No, if you if you just tell me what Man, happened, the next question going to be like, well, how was it? Is he better than me? <laughs> yeah. Then it's going to be one I question after the me. next. No, 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 no. See, once again, you overthinking because this is me. If you hiding it from me and then it got back Why to me. Why is it hiding and I just decided that I didn't want to tell you? I made a decision that I didn't want to say. I'm not hiding it. I'm just telling you I made a conscious decision that I didn't want to share that with you. I don't have to. Don't put me in a box like I'm hiding something. I made a decision that I don't want to tell you. And that's my right. But you want to you wanna make it like, oh, well, you trying to keep it from me, this and this, and now it's a whole nother thing. No. I made a decision that that part of my life is over, and I don't want to share with anybody. It's my life. It's my right to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's your right. <laughs> <laughs> Just explain it when they ask you. <laughs> Say, wait, am I wrong? Would you explain it if they ask? I mean, if you ask me. Okay. Maybe. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna agree to disagree. disagree. I, I can agree. On, I can agree on both ends. I'm more lean towards the fact that I would definitely want to know, and then just that other side of me might ask for details. But that's just see. That's that's, see, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's that little devil in me. But mm-hmm. you know, I want um, details a little bit. See, <laughs> okay. Now listen to this. The yes. relationship has lost its luster. We kind of touched on this earlier, but you're comfortable. You have kids, house, cars, investments, all shared. Mm-hmm. You met someone that makes you feel loved. They ask you to leave home and start over with them. What do you do? Crickets. Wait. Crickets. <laughs> Explain it again. The relationship has lost its luster, mm-hmm. but you're comfortable. You have kids, house, cars, investments, all shared. You meet Someone that makes you feel loved, and they ask you to leave home and start over with them. What do you do? I mean, you have to do, do you what your heart. Com- do you leave comfort? Yeah. The security of comfort for yeah. you do. Yeah, and this is the reason why. So, you got a married. She's cracking me up like no. she's so old. No, <laughs> because this is like I do research on stuff like this. This type of stuff interests me because mm. like all the divorce rates and whatnot. I like. <laughs> looking into statistics and stuff. So you have this family right here. Uh-huh. They're really unhappy. They're arguing all the time. What do you think that that's showing the kids? So if they uh-huh. split apart and be and they're happy together, that's going to be a more positive thing for the kids. So then they're going to come up and be right instead of just being in a toxic place where they see mom and dad argue all the uh-huh. time. So I think that if they want to part separate ways, they should do that. So you agree that when people say we stuck together for the kids, that's not no, that's, that's not that's not really good for the kids at all. Mm-hmm. Financially, maybe yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I see that part. But if you can financially be on your own and you can be happy, go ahead. Have but fun. what if you have? What if you have? You still have feelings for that person. See, that's, and that's what if different. you don't have any kids and you still have feelings for that person? Which person? And the person the, that the person that, your spouse. Okay. And then that person is saying, you know, you you meet somebody. That's making you feel this way, you know. Should you leave? Should you work it out? Should you see if there's a spark there? You know what I'm saying? Because you can go to the, you know, because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Right. Okay. And, you, you, and, and that has been proven more times than none. Mm-hmm. So it looks good, it feels good, 
but everything that glitters is not gold. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go over there, you understand, and then come to find out that's really not what I want because you always have to learn, and I'm, I'm a believer of the dark side. I'm, you're showing me all the yeah. good stuff, but I still don't know your dark side. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to know that, I was like, I'm already familiar with this dark side over here, so right. I should have just stayed over here. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. But then and again, you could go over there, and it could be like magic. It's just a risk. I mean, it's, I feel like you, you just got to put thought into stuff like that. Even when you put thought into it, it may not work. Right. But you're right. It can still not work. I believe every relationship we go through is ups and downs. I don't think you should just bail out because you may have a low point within those couple of months or years or something. Because you can go to this other relationship that you're so in love with, get around a couple years down the line, you're going through the same thing. What you're going to do, keep on bailing out every time somebody show you more love than the person that's with you. <coughs> a friend of mine told me that you know when you've had enough. Yes. And yeah. I think even in my situation, it wasn't when, when I ended a relationship, it wasn't the worst time we had been through it just got to a point where you you know that you've had enough, mm-hmm. and whether it was something severe, it wasn't even really something. In retrospect, it wasn't even anything severe. It's just you get tired of something, right? And that's what my um, um, when I discussed with um, Stephanie, when we were talking about you know, you know, she tells me different scenarios about different relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. It may, it may not be something that's really traumatic that happened. Yeah. It could just be that one thing that just sends you totally yeah. over the edge mm-hmm. and you don't even really see it coming. You know, mm-hmm. you just like have an out of body experience, you know what I mean? Because it gets it gets to be too much. You just have like this mental meltdown, mm-hmm. breakdown, you know what I mean? And you have to get away for a second to try to to regroup and get your own mental state together. Mm-hmm. The one of the questions I want to ask you is I mean abuse is terrible anyway, but what um, and I did research on this. What do you think is worse, um, mental abuse or physical abuse? Mental. Why? Because it sticks with you far past the bruises healing, mm-hmm. especially verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and they usually prey on people who already have low self esteem. Mm-hmm. So to compound that with that emotional and that verbal abuse, I agree with that one. That sticks yes. with you far past. Any black eye healing or anything. Because they can hit you, knock you down, and all that. You can get back up and be stronger from that. They're calling you ugly, you fat, you this, you that. It, it stays in your memory, and you'll think don't nobody want you yeah. because yes. of that. So it's more worse than you hitting me. Because <clears throat> those words, I'm always remember. Every time I look at you, because once you keep on hitting me, I'm going to get stronger, and I'm going to start fighting you back, and your hitting ain't going to do nothing to me. But your words... It's the last thing that I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. And it, those are the last things you're hearing. You're ugly. So I think anything that comes as physical abuse, it lasts longer than um, physical. I mean, mental abuse lasts longer than physical abuse. Verbal. Well, like what you said, verbal. Yeah, you 100%. Like, what he said, keep on hearing that. You're going to believe it. Because people think that, you know, verbal abuse goes away just like physical abuse. But it really doesn't. It takes because a lot of time. it. it it takes a lot of time, but it wears you down. Um, it chips away at you little by little by little by little. Mm-hmm. And when I did the research on it, I was like, wow, this is so true. And a lot of women say that verbal abuse is 10 times worse than fig- physical abuse. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to say you guys did a great job answering that question. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for, <laughs> for coming on the show. Um, I have my final question for you yes. before my, my nose totally collapses. And I start coughing again. Yeah. Um, what have you been surprised to discover about yourself? Oh. I hear you, Jada. Oh. What have you been surprised to discover about yourself? I'm Justin. Who's going Who going? I oh, didn't even think about it. Y'all thinking? Okay, first. what? Tell me again. What have you been surprised to discover about yourself? Yours should be very obvious. Mine should be obvious. Um, just, um, I'll say, inner strength. Okay. Making um, decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. Um without repercussion, I'm gonna say. And it makes you feel it makes you feel good. Okay. Is that a good answer? It's yours. I don't kinda of generic, kinda of hallmarkish, it was, it was, but it was kinda like, evasive, but you know. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try to piggyback on it. Go ahead. I'm still discovering things about myself. I don't even mm-hmm. know what I mean, I know where I am at this point, but to answer that question fully you got to come back another couple months. You'll get a better one. Because okay. now I'm just, I'm still figuring it out. Um, some good stuff I discovered about myself. Um, I'm ambitious. Um, I'll fight for what I want, and I don't give up. Okay. There you go. Go ahead, Justin. Justin was good. Yes, that was good. That was good, good Justin. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay, and because you two failed, I'm going to give you another we answer. <laughs> wow. What's the one thing that people always misunderstand about you? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, I think um, people say that I'm bossy. Bossy. Um, I don't. You are. Oh, my God, you are. You tell me that all the time. Yeah. But I'm not bossy. I'm just. I think that, um, I don't know, I think one of the things is that I'm an overthinker. And I think that I get misunderstood because I do, I I say too much trying to explain myself. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, it puts me on a struggle bus. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I get misunderstood because I'm trying to really get you to understand my point. Right. And... I need to use less words, and um, but I want to make sure that you I have a clear understanding. So I get misunderstood a lot because I probably say too much. Okay, that's good. So for me, um, since I was like the baby of the family, mm-hmm. like I was kind of spoiled. I kind of still am now. So people think that everything, if something doesn't go my way, like I go crazy. I used mm-hmm. to do that, but now it's like. I see a lot of different things in a different perspective now since I'm gone away, and people think that that it's still that way, and it's not. They'd be ready for me to react a specific way if something doesn't go the right way, and it's like, oh, okay. And then it just shows a sign of growth, I guess. Okay. Well, I answered my question correct. <laughs> yeah, I feel it now. Um, with me, I think people think that the reason why I have what I have now is just on the spoil. 
But and actually, I worked hard for what I have. You did. When I first met you, I thought you were spoiled. I thought you were. But I see that you really, for 26, you are really ambitious and you work a lot. You would have to be. And you need to keep that going. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. Just to let you know. <laughs> so um, what about you, sir? They think that I'm stuck up or yes. standoffish. Yes. When I'm shy, I'm not stuck up at all. Huh? I'm not stuck up. You shy? I'm shy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm very shy. You stuck up, yeah. I'm not stuck up. <laughs> just a little. Well, just yeah. a little bit. Just the thing, my self-esteem is lower than what it should be. To me, I think. I'm, I'm always self-critical about myself. I'm not stuck up at all. I'm too fat. My stomach too big. My eyes. Baby. What? When me and you at home, you kind of, you're not stuck up to me, but you kind of a little bit. Okay, just talk, a little. I'll talk to you. At just home. a little. <laughs> that yeah. tongue of his. What? No, whatever. Jada, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I appreciate you so much. Next week we have um, Mr. Eric Lynn from The Voice. He's going to be okay. on the show. Yay, um, Eric Lynn. And Ivory Burton. She's coming on from Achi to talk about the conference coming up on the week of May, I think, 18th. I'm excited. 20th. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Aren't you part of that? I am getting an award. I'm going to be one of the first men to get an award from Achi. I think it's the Men Who Love Women Award. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to be hosting, hosting. the fashion show right. on the 8th. Justin and I are going to be right there, front row seat, cheering you on. And then the kidney walk is on May 19th. So that's a I'm whole really? We are so excited about the kidney walk. Yeah. I have to say, I'm so proud of you putting it together. You're going to be speaking, yeah, um, be keynote speaking. speaker. I'm really super stoked, excited about I'm that. Excited. I'm wait. excited. So make sure. I can't wait to get my T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you tune in next week, everybody. Be blessed, and I love you. Love y'all. Love you, too. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.